Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. Darren Mitchell on this final day of the working week, Friday the 5th of November 2021. And as we wrap up this particular week, just wanted to record a quick fire podcast and talking about a topic that I think not just all sales leaders need to be really conscious of, but I think all people in general need to be really conscious of. So if you're not a sales leader right now and you're listening to the podcast, this equally applies to you as it does to every single sales leader on the planet that listens to the Exceptional Sales Letter podcast, and there's more and more than listening to it. I'm very, very grateful for that. And that is selecting your inner circle very, very carefully. Now, you've probably heard that uh, the phrase that we are the average of the five closest people that we have in our lives, whether that be in relation to the beliefs and values we have. Some would say, some would say even uh, things like income, bank balances, uh, athletic ability, because birds of a feather tend to flock together is one of the uh, is one of the key phrases here and this is especially true for our kids and certainly when our kids are growing up you want to be really conscious of the friendship groups that they're forming and who they're hanging around i know that uh, as our girls have grown up we've been really conscious of the people who they spend some time with uh, not to say we're vetoing people or making sure they fit certain criteria but just educating our girls in terms of who the people that they should be hanging around with and, uh, and just building some, I guess, spatial awareness and social awareness, hopefully helping them to become more emotionally intelligent people. So many people love to belong to a group. And if you think about it, all human beings, we're social butterflies and we love social connection. So we want to feel part of something. And so we must, however, be really, really conscious of who we select to be associated with. Because as I said, birds of a feather do flock together. And you just have to look at examples in the media where people have got into trouble because they fell in with the quote-unquote the wrong crowd and often the wrong crowd uh, suffers from a thing called groupthink and there's peer group pressure that that often is placed upon individuals and not just uh, young people but certainly adults fall into this category as well that often you find yourself doing things to please the group and often you'll do things that might even go against your own value systems or your own beliefs just to be part of a group and to feel part of something. So it's a very, very uh, strong pull that we have as as human beings based on the power of connection. But as sales leaders, I want to talk about this specifically in terms of what we should be doing in relation to who we surround ourselves with. So as a sales leader right now, just think about who are the five closest people to you right now as a sales leader. And just think about the quality of those individuals, what contribution they are making to your life and what sort of contribution that you're making to them as well, and just ask yourself, are these the best people to hang around and are these the best people to be associated with? Now, I'm not saying cut all ties, but uh, one thing we need to be really conscious of is that all elite performers around the world, whether it be in business, sport, entertainment, you you name the industry, and you can see that all the elite performers who have sustainable success are all very, very intentional and specific with who they hang around with and who they allow into their inner circle. They just don't allow anybody in. They have very specific criteria that they go by that enables people to come into their inner circle. And yes, you might be sitting there thinking, well, when I think about it, uh, one of, well, a couple of the closest people I have are my family. And yes, it's true. 
You cannot choose your family. But what, we can, what you can choose, though, is how much time you end up spending with your family. And with family, I'm not talking necessarily about your immediate family in terms of your spouse and your kids because you want them in your inner circle, obviously, because they're the center of your life and so they should be. What I'm thinking about is any extended family, whether it be you know brothers or even parents-in-law or parents if you're if you're now an adult and, and don't live at home anymore, but also cousins or family members that uh, tend to be not necessarily on the same page as you or have certain opinions that you might uh, not necessarily share or certain values that you might not share with them. Be really choosy in terms of who you allow into your inner circle and therefore be really conscious of what you share and what you don't share with these particular people. Now, working with sales leaders for many years now and, and also non-sales leaders in some degree as well, what's really apparent, and I experienced this myself when I was in corporate running sales teams, is often when you're in an organization in a position of influence and in a position of, let's just say, authority, it can be really difficult to understand and to separate people who you can confide in and people who are potentially uh, truly there to help you and help you uh, get better with no ulterior motive. Now, talking to a lot of CEOs, this is often a challenge for many CEOs in that they don't necessarily have anybody within the organization who they can have the difficult, unbiased sort of conversation to just, just talk and how they feel, talk about different strategies, soundboard. And this is why many of them seek mentors outside of their organization because there's such a fine line sometimes between uh, sharing levels of vulnerability and uh, appearing to be weak or not knowing or not being befitting of that particular role. And, and many CEOs, and it's not just CEOs, by the way, a lot of senior executives suffer from this. There's a, almost like an identity kind of crisis because there's nobody they've got or they, they feel as if there's nobody they've got who they can really confide in and, and really get some, uh, not so much advice, but some guidance or get some, uh, get some soundboarding happening. And so this is why we've got to be really, really conscious of who we allow into our inner circle, and these people have to be 100% trusted. Now, working with a lot of sales leaders, that's exactly why you know coaches exist and mentors exist because sometimes there is a lot of internal competition and sometimes when you're sharing things that might be a little bit more personal in terms of the way you think or your decision-making process or a lot of the stuff that we do work with leaders on, uh, sometimes other leaders can take that as a sign of a weakness and use that unfortunately, to their own advantage to try and uh, increase or, or improve their own positioning at the other leader's expense. So there's this internal competition, and I've seen it happen literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times to the point where is it any wonder that people are, uh, are afraid of sharing things and afraid of, God forbid, being vulnerable and sharing what could be construed as a, a sign of weakness, but what I look at as being truly authentic. So as we wrap up this week, I just want you to think about this in relation to who do you have within your inner circle and have you selected those people very specifically or have they just fallen into that particular role through osmosis? And some things to think about as we break out for the weekend in terms of if you're not really clear on who your inner circle members are, what are some things you can start thinking about to try and get people to qualify Based on these things, they can be a bit more selective in who you let into your inner circle and therefore what you're going to share with them. So this is by no means an exhaustive list. There's just some things to think about. And these are some of the things that I've, I've thought about in terms of letting people into my inner circle, but also clients that I work with, uh, some questions to ask in, or some topics, if you like, some areas to think about in terms of selecting the best people to surround yourself with. Now, point number one, and this is no in no, no particular order, point number one is experience. What sort of experience does this person have? Now, to have somebody in your inner circle doesn't necessarily mean they have to have experience in your topic, your area of expertise, or in your industry. 
What they do have to have, though, is life experience because often what they can provide in terms of experience, and with that might come levels of wisdom, and uh, hopefully a track record of making mistakes and growing from it, is they can give you a different perspective. They can ask you different questions or, in many cases, hold up a mirror so that you can actually start to self-reflect, and they're not there to judge you. So life experience is a really important thing. Now, the other one around experience, you may actually find somebody, depending on your area of expertise, you may actually want to have somebody who is really experienced in your area, who can almost become like a pseudo-mentor to you that can help you fast-track your development that is not necessarily connected directly to the business that you operate in. So they might have two parts of this. One is life experience, and the other might be specific experience in the discipline that you're wanting to improve in and you're actually working in. The other one is, what is their intention? What is the intention of having this person within my inner circle? Are they there to serve me or are they there to serve themselves? So what is their intention? Are they prepared to give me feedback? And when I say feedback, are they prepared to give me the unfiltered feedback that I know I need to get because we've built a trusted relationship with each other? So you want somebody in your inner circle who can have the difficult conversations with you knowing that the intention is there to help you. The intention is not there to belittle you. And so there's this authentic relationship and authentic conversations that can therefore be had. So looking for somebody who is prepared to have those difficult feedback conversations. Because the other part of this is you want somebody with the right intentions who's also going to be there to assist you in growing and developing. So how can they be uplifting? You don't want negative Nancys hanging around you all the time. You want people who, despite what's going on, can help uplift you and to make you feel better or at least create an environment to help you create a feeling of being better and looking for improvements. So you want somebody who's going to be uplifting. You might also want somebody who can just sometimes be there as a sounding board, right? It may not necessarily be that you need guidance, but somebody who's just a really great listener, who's not going to judge you, who's not going to give you advice, who's not going to tell you what to do, but somebody who will simply sit there and listen actively. They might ask you some questions, but they'll help you go through a process of maybe self-discovery and working out the answer for yourself. That in itself, just having somebody who's a great listener, who's going to be acting as a sounding board, is worth its weight in gold. Uh, You might have somebody who is very aligned in terms of what the values are, so there needs to be some sort of values alignment. Also have somebody who is there to support you, which is linked to being uplifting and certainly uh, edifying and providing feedback, but somebody who is going to be there to support you no matter what, who's also going to give you tough love. So every now and then, just somebody who actually will have the unfiltered conversation, which is kind of linked to feedback as well, but sometimes if you're being a bit of a dick, you need somebody to there, there to tell you that you're being a bit of a dick, to get you to pull your head in and get you back on track. So somebody like that within your inner circle is also worth its weight in gold. And I guess the other one, just to finish off, is somebody who is going to be growth-focused. So a growth mindset type of individual who is also challenging you to get better because they're also looking at how they can improve as well. So they're just some things to think about when it comes to trying to select people to be part of your inner circle. But the key message out of today is you'll be surrounding yourself with people and you will have people around you right now who are considered to be part of your inner circle. Some of them might have just arrived through osmosis. Others may have actually been very selective uh, in terms or selectively selected, if you like. Uh, Just have a look at that. And if you're not happy with where you're at, if you're not happy with the type of people you're surrounding yourself with, And if you find it difficult to have a conversation with some of those members, then maybe it's just time to swap a few people out or to create a brand new inner circle. But if you can do that, be very, very selective 
on who your inner circle is, then I can guarantee that is one of the key recipes for becoming an exceptional sales leader. And not just that, but it's also a recipe for becoming an exceptional individual as well. So it's it's something that not nearly enough of us are really conscious of uh, and intentional around. And I think it's something that I guess as a general rule, we can all get a lot better at. So there's your, there's your uh, challenge for the weekend and into early next week. Think about very carefully who you have right now in your inner circle. And if you're not happy with it, how about you start creating a brand new inner circle, but select your inner circle very, very carefully. So I hope that makes sense. Hope you have a phenomenal weekend. And as a key reminder, when you are ready to work together and you're committed to taking your leadership to the exceptional level, love to work with you one-on-one. And we can do that as early as next week. So jump onto my calendar at leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time. We'll jump onto Zoom, have a conversation, and we can get to work. So I look forward to that conversation, and I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.